That pinball pressure is building up underground. The pipe is ready to burst. It's Don's Pinball Podcast, episode number 68. We got some news. We got an interview here coming up. This is going to be a great episode for everybody to listen to. Other tidbits have dropped in. It's Friday afternoon, man. Let's get ready for the weekend. Come on, let's go. Hey guys, hey, episode 68, following episode 67, we are on a roll heading into the weekend with some pinball content for everybody. Well, would you look at that? It is Factory Friday, which means we get another production update from Stern, from the new factory floor. There's dozens or hundreds or thousands or millions of Venom Pros being put together, all to a sick M&M beat, so that was cool. So this new factory, it is up and running. Venoms are going to be coming out. I've already seen... Uh, some posts from some arcades, they are planning on doing launch parties as soon as like the 14th, which is like Wednesday or something. Like next week, we're going to start seeing Venom release parties. So, uh, so far, the only only people that have been able to play this have been at really Comic-Con, and then District 82 had one for a little bit. Now more and more people are going to experience this new Venom code. Now with this game, right, it's not the most packed game, not the top mechs or sculpts of a game ever it's not a triple a title but what it is is a good test of this new progressive kind of video game inspired pinball code that we're seeing log in gain levels progress through the entire game i want to see if it works i'm excited for that even if you don't really care about venom i'm you know c tier on you know like the marvel characters and whatever for pinball um you know venom's he's cool but he's not like you know i don't have a venom tattoo or anything uh, but what I'm excited for is to try this new code out and see how it would apply to, say, a future game, like a Pokemon release, right? Where you can really get in there and, and you know, get your characters and train them up and battle them and see what that can really blow the doors off of pinball. So excited about that. We saw that from Stern. Um, also just dropping, since I did the last episode, Elements for Pinball Adventures is now available for pre-order. Uh, there's two versions of this. Uh, this is coming from Pinball Adventures up there in the Vancouver region of Canada. This is their second game, their follow-up to Punny Factory. And, you know, if Punny Factory was the proof of concept, this company can make a game, get it out, it's playable. Um, this game really takes it to a next next step there as far as like you know ramps and mechanisms and things from talking to Andrew McBain I, I've seen pictures of the play field but I haven't really gotten to dive into it but you know one of the things he was talking about was wait do you see what he's doing with the topper so this guy this pinball madman Mr. Inventor Mr. Innovator has taken the LCD screen and put it up as the topper with speakers in it and then the back glass is like strictly a back glass I want to see how this all plays out I think there's a lot of elements in this game that I still don't even know about uh, case in point take a look at the shooter rod it looks like a ram's head sitting there with big curled horns. It looks like the kind of thing that would shred your hand by just touching it. This is easily the most exquisite plunger rod thing that I have seen. Check out the shooter rod. Um, I'm going to post a picture of it up on the website there or on the Facebook page. Um, but, you know, Elements is coming out. He's doing two versions. I think he, his, his edition size is around 120 or so, and this time there's going to be 20 or 25 of the what he's calling the night editions. I got to get a text out to him to see, uh, you know, what the difference is. Um, uh, conversations I had with him before, he was planning on doing, you know, engraved cabinets going forward on this one, I thought, but then, th then there is a uh, side art. So, so we'll see more about that. But dear listener, 
if you want to go in on an elements and get yourself something different, $500 non-refundable deposit to Pinball Adventures will get your space in line. And we know this game will be at Pinball Expo next month to play. So more fun stuff coming from our buddies over there at Pinball Adventures. They're cooking up some some interesting takes on pinball, which can only help the hobby, you know, despite what you might think of their individual machines. What else have we got? Spooky did a stream last night. I mean, I did too, but uh, I kind of I, I I did like the hour before they started with Big Lebowski, and then they did their Scooby stream. Now they did a Scooby stream because there's new Scooby code. The final character mode is in the game now. Scooby Doo's own character mode. Something about going around and, and getting pink milkshakes or something. I didn't have a chance to test to check that stream because I'm out here working. I'm gonna watch it again later. But when I get home, I'm gonna download that new code. It's live right now. Um, now these guys, these master trolls, right? So, um, you know, Bugs got himself a green screen so he could put like a cool graphic behind him while he's doing his live streams. And the image that he picked was Scooby-Doo in the gang running away from what looks like a Scooby-Doo cartoon version of Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now, this has been a title that's been rumored for them, you know, just like Friday the 13th and Evil Dead and Ash versus whatever, um, the Army of Darkness and all that um, have been rumors with Spooky Pinball. So they, they're lighthearted guys. They like to poke fun at this sort of stuff and rile up the community. So maybe that was all it is, and we're, we don't need to read too much into it. Or <laughs> the competing conspiracy rumor is that Spooky Pinball is going back to the idea of doing um, you know, one play field for two different themes, and one of them is going to be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and the other one is going to be a Looney Tunes-inspired theme. Now, I don't know what their next theme is. I haven't pressed them on it, and even if they leaked it around me, I'm so dense that I don't pick up on subtle clues like that. Just ask my wife, right? Um, so who knows? Take that for what it's worth. Jason Knapp posted this. He's the one that broke it. I'm giving him the credit because I, I, I didn't think of them doing this i've heard the looney tunes rumor and i've heard you know texas chainsaw massacre forever i've heard this other rumor that they're gonna there's gonna be some kind of you know cabin sculpt midfield somewhere but i mean read into that whatever you want um you know but that's coming out from spooky so scooby-doo has new code new rumors are flowing um i still think that we won't see a new game at expo from spooky pinball but Texas Pinball Festival, I think, may be in play. And that goes back to we kind of where they are in the production line of Scooby. And they're in, they're in the later half now and maybe even getting close to, like, the later half of the later half, potentially. So I think sooner than later we will see something, but it's probably not going to be until the spring. So go check out their stream. I need to go watch it. I'll be watching that later today while I eat some little Debbies um, in, in a couch and, and feel sorry for myself. What else do we have? JJP accessories for Godzilla. Not Godzilla. Godfather. The, the other green nasty lizard uh, Godfather accessory kit was released. Now, $1,500 will get you an accessory kit for your limited edition. It comes with a topper, which is fairly stripped down from the collector's edition topper. You do get some art blades. Um, you also get the uh, horse head shooter rod. It looks to be the same one from the collector's edition. Um, but here's the cool kicker, man. You can also get the uh, the gold appliques for the machine, like that that go on the front legs, the things that look like they would totally shred your uh, shins, plus the uh, the the button surround for the action button. Um, only they're in like silver chrome colored, not the gold colored. So like the LE is like the silver edition, and the CE is the gold edition. So if you want your LE to look like somewhat like the CE, fifteen hundred dollars will get you there. Now. If you were going to go buy an LE, I think $1,500 may actually get you a new inbox CE with all the gold anyway. But 
be that as it may, uh, they're available everywhere. Everybody's posting this right now. Like this is breaking right now. Fifteen hundred bucks for the JJP topper with the art blades and the appliques and the shooter rod. If you're into Godfather, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I'd probably go on it. Now I did reach out to a distributor to see if I can just get the the silver chrome leg uh, appliques. I guess they're called. Um, and I was thinking, like, what game do I have that I could put these things on that would make sense, right? Star Wars, I don't think that would work. You know, Godzilla, Scooby-Doo, I don't think it would work. Iron Maiden, Foo Fighters. But but what about Elvira? My Elvira cheap 40th anniversary edition knockoff that I've made? What if I took these things, spray-painted them purple, and then stuck them on the legs to complete the look and just aggravate the haters? What do you think? I posted on the Facebook page, and I'm getting... I would say I'm getting a mixed response, but everybody generally thinks it's a terrible idea. So this is this is a good a good thought exercise, <laughs> I guess, for me and everything. All right, what do we else have uh, coming up next? All right, listeners, next up, I've got something amazing. I've got Rob Rath here from the Electric Playground, maker of of top top shelf premium acrylic pinball toppers. Here, Rob, what's going on, man? Hey, Don, great to great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast. And I know you've got some products that have come out and some that are about to finally get delivered after they've been revealed. So you're here to talk a little bit more about them and we'll kind of get into your process a bit. So how's everything been going? Yeah. Good. It's been a crazy week. We've got a ton of news going out. Um, we've got Twilight Zone, our next batch, batch three for sale starting tomorrow. So I'll talk a little bit about that. And then we've also We've got a major update on our Godzilla copper that we're going to be uh, putting on sale uh, during Expo on October 21st. So lots of news and then lots of lots of good uh, good stuff coming. Yeah, of course. Like I think you know most people are familiar with you because of that Twilight Zone topper, right? That kind of a you know a, acrylic topper that came out with just uh, references to tons of things from the play field. Plus, it's got that winking eye right in the middle of the pyramid, and then the ball, the motorized ball on the wire form that wraps around the topper. Like this is, as, as far as I know, the only topper with a wire form and a ball in it. So that's amazing. Yeah, when we, you know, we I can. I can get into our company origins, but you know, when we started brainstorming that topper, it was like, what's the most packed machine in pinball? And, uh, and we've got to make sure it has the most packed topper in pinball. So the ball is a huge thing. Um, it was a lot of fun to build and the eyeball, the nice touch, it's always running. There's tons of cool lights on it. Um, very, very, very proud of that product. And, universal parade from the community on that um so we've we've shipped about 85 of those to date uh from batch one and two uh since debuting that at tpf just this last march and uh we're just now opening up our next 100 units so we've got 50 going out to our wait list we kind of do our wait list uniquely in that we do half of every batch goes to the wait list and half goes to like a first come first serve sale so that'll be tomorrow at uh, 12 Eastern, 50 be available to the community on our website. Perfect. September 9th. Yeah, so they'll be available. If you're not on the wait list, you can go ahead and get one. So, I mean, looking at this thing, um, you know, I, I see like, you know, the, the the printed acrylics and everything that are stacked in there. And but then, you know, you've, you've went ahead and made a wire form too. like, you know, how do you how do you design something like that? Like, is this thing welded? And then I, you know, I saw a picture of an oven like it's powder coated or something, you know, like, like, how do you, how yeah. do you actually fabricate something yeah. like this? Yeah, you're digging deep, deep on our Instagram. I love it. Yeah, so so my partner, Alex, he owns Twilight Zone and actually just put rad cows on it. He's like, you know, taking it to the top in every way. And uh, he, he he's a big part of the design process. 
And he kind of challenged me early on to do this, this habit trail. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, I don't even know how I would go about doing that. I mean, my background has been developing toys and I've done a lot of like prototyping for toys, specifically using laser cutters and a little bit of 3D printer. Um, but the habit trail was like, how are we going to do this? So we decided early on to use brass because it's easier to bend, whereas normally it's steel and you don't have balls flying around up there, you know, so it's not, not like it needs to be super durable. And basically built this jig, which is just like kind of complex bending rig for bending the brass. So you bend, bend the two rails and then you just create the crossbars and just like cutting it with, you know, snips. Um, and I, and I actually went to a commercial welder and the, the stuff we got back just looked like crap. Like it was just like real lot of glob and goop, you know, around the weld points, as you can imagine. Um, so I ended up finding here in St. Louis, uh, this amazing guy named Ted, who is a jewelry welder or a jeweler. Let's just use a jeweler. And I use jewelry welding equipment to weld that together. Um, so we do those in batches of five. Um, he is about three hours of work for him to weld that because he has 21 weld points. And then, uh, we powder coat, uh, those ourselves. And, um, it's, there's a couple 3D printed parts on the ends of the ramp that connect it to a, a pathway in the back. Um, but none of that's really exposed, you know, on the front of the topper. Um, so it's only half, half the ramp. It doesn't actually like continue onto the back in the metal form. Um, but it is, it is quite, a complex piece and definitely the hardest part of the topper. Yeah, and then it looks like you engineered a um, like like a three D Ferris wheel kind of mechanism to deliver the ball back up after it runs a course. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Derek on that one. He bought a, a MMR for me uh, a couple of years back and and threw me an idea for how that would work. It's basically like a paddle wheel or like a water wheel. And there's four paddles in there and it grabs the ball and lifts it up to the top and kicks it back out. And there's some like interesting ways that we use convex and concave pathways inside that wheel to keep the ball in place. Um, yeah. And if you've got a little standard, you know, motor in there, it's up to the top. It drops it out. Yeah, it looks like an elegantly simple, like, uh, you know, mechanism. I, I would have thought of using, like, a vuck or something, <laughs> like throwing balls up in the air behind there. But Yeah, you know, I think that we, we just kind of decided that we wanted something that, well, part of it is it runs off the, the, the gumball motor. So, like, when the gumball motor's running, it's running. Ah, so that's awesome. The nice thing about it is it, like, it's actually timed from an RPM uh, revolution per minute perspective to kind of like be specific to that. Um, we ended up using the same motor for the clock. So a lot of times we'd ask some people like, Hey, will the clock stay in, in sync with the time of the machine? And unfortunately, our PMs are not right for that. So the clock is not in sync, but it does go, uh, it does spin forward and backwards with the clock on, on the machine. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of aftermarket people make, you know, light up acrylic plastic toppers and things, but having it, you know, integrated with the game. I mean, that's the one thing that separates most, you know, aftermarket parts from, you know, officially licensed parts. So, you know, the fact that you're able to tie that in, I mean, that it's, it's beyond my ability to kind of develop on my own. So, you know, bow down to you guys for that. When you build something like yeah, this, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, are, are you assembling all these like at your own workshop or are these uh, assembled off site and shipped out? Like, how's that process work? It's all, it's all done uh, in-house, so to speak. Um, we have a team of uh, four amazing guys uh, that 
come from various parts of my life. One of them is my father, so he's obviously very involved. Um, we've got uh, JR, who's actually a former number one player in the world, uh, part of our team, uh, amazing pinball player. Uh, we've got Keith, uh, who's uh, a relative of mine, and then Alec helps with assembly, and then we have Alex, who does all the programming, uh, specifically for the Godzilla Topper, because the Godzilla Topper is, like, next level when it comes to, like, integration with the machine and also, like, the computer interaction and the light shows. It's got uh, over uh, 150 addressable RGB lighting in there that we're actually customizing. So we're really we're really excited. Uh, excited and proud to build this here uh in our shop we've got everything here we of course get parts from all sorts of uh sources all over the world uh but everything is hand assembled uh cut and printed here locally um at our shop all right yeah and you know i've seen people have even taken these toppers that don't have a twilight zone machine and just display it just because it's so cool <laughs> so I, and yeah we you know we We've got about, I would say about 10% of our customers are in that situation. A lot of them are former Twilight Zone owners. Um, we just got some amazing photos from uh, a guy in Switzerland uh, where he's got it set up right there next to his Lebowski. And it just looks amazing. So we're really excited to see that happening. Oh, man, I've got a Lebowski sitting behind me right now. I'm just, I'm just, wheels are turning. All right. Oh, so, <laughs> so, I, have, I have a Lebowski too. Uh, it's, a, it's a great machine. And even Topper. It did, you know, I've noticed that, you know, there, there are some commercially ones available, but I, I think they could be stepped yeah. up a bit. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll, we'll foreshadow yeah. that. So, um, so you, <laughs> you, you got your, you're satisfying your wait list with this. Plus there's going to be 50 available soon, right? Tomorrow. Yeah. So the tomorrow, night. tomorrow, is, I'll, I'll give the time. It's uh, what, nine Pacific, uh, 11 central, 12 Eastern and four GMT. Uh, so I have 50 available. They go quick. The last two were gone in like less than two minutes. So, wow. Um, now th- those were like 25 instead of 50. So this one might stick around a little bit longer. And then, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely get ready. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you charge for something like this? It's gotta be five, $6,000, right? Five, six, no, the, the bargain basement price is, uh, $1,629. So, uh, it's, it's not a cheap topper, not a two thousand dollar topper, but it's not a thousand dollar topper either. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, but everybody that everybody that's got it is universally, you know, in love with it, and um, you, you'll definitely be happy if, if you're fortunate enough to be able to make the investment in something like this. Yeah, I was actually able to see one at, at Quarter Up Arcade. There's one sitting on top of their Twilight Zone right now in Akron, Ohio. So yeah, and I watched the eye wink at me. It was fantastic. I had a good time with it. Yeah, we uh we got to we got to see that ourselves. Uh we were in Ohio recently. A lot of the video you might see about Godzilla is from a trip we did down there. That's uh, Corbin Corbin Corbin's machine. So awesome to see him at have that out in public. That's pretty rare. Yeah, yeah, that was great. So now now coming to this green lizard guy, you've got a new topper you're about to release. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we've seen yeah, photos posted so, of this and, and the work in progress, but it, it's finally coming to fruition. People are gonna be able to get this. Totally, totally. Yeah, it's a little more polarizing in terms of the feedback in Twilight Zone, but that's uh, that's part of the process because there's a lot of options for Godzilla, so everyone certainly has a right to have an opinion about it. Yeah, the history on this one, so, so Alec and I uh, got our Godzillas on the same day, I guess my, maybe it was like Christmas two years ago, and, uh, you know, we, he, his, his Godzilla is completely different from mine, like, this guy's got all the amazing, like, 3D model 
pieces and mine mine's pretty stock i've got a few things in there but what i what i really wanted was like a copper that you know paid homage to you know the style and the artwork of the machine um so we did a one-off copper that a few people out there ended up getting their hands on and it's awesome to hear people love that that was kind of like the beginning of our company where we started to kind of learn about you know how to make coppers whether we could do it and whether there was a market out there that could bear it um and as soon as we got done with Twilight Zone, we were like, we'll start going back to, to Godzilla. Like, we both got this machine. We want a topper. And, and we also developed our knowledge of, like, how the scoring worked, you know, over that time. And I really wanted to do something where it leaned in with some monster monitors because it's really critical to, like, complete those monster monitors and capture that bonus before you make a city change. So I wanted to build something that kind of captured that. So this topper is also a lot more, you know, Price friendly. Um, there's two models. One's eight seventy nine. One's nine seventy nine. Um, but it's got. It actually has like fifteen interaction points with with the machine. Uh, primarily done through light sensors. Um, it's got this board that kind of embeds under those lights that are in the your play field, and it's got lots of different light shows uh, that I can I can get into um, as we go. Sure, sure. Now, so you know, I, I know you guys uh, have the the laser uh, gravers or printer or laser cutters, routers. What do you know what you call them? Uh, but they cut yeah, out the the actual yeah. acrylic, the acrylic pieces there. But then um, you've got the you know some sort of component boards in these things. There's electronics in here. You know, like whose ingenuity is behind designing a board or or, or is this yeah, an, or is this an yeah. off the shelf board that you program? Like, how do you get those light shows programmed in there? Totally. Yeah. So, so the acrylics. I mean, there's actually quite a bit of depth to this copper. And I know some of the photos or videos might not let you see that. Um, we're also um, currently working with some mod makers to do some some actually like resin cast buildings for the for the for the for the four buildings there. Um, so the acrylics are they look great. I mean, I can't wait for you guys to see this at at Expo. Um, I think you're really gonna love it. Inside uh, the topper. There are two main 72 uh, high density RGB strips. Um, they're, they're addressable RGB, which means like the computer can tell each individual light what to do, uh, which you obviously see more and more in modern pinball machines. Um, and then uh, there's some general illumination lighting. So there's, there's a board on the back. It's like four by four inches roughly. It's got an Arduino uh, computer chip in there. Um, that talks to another board that is mounted underneath your play field. And then from that board, um, there are basically like 16 or maybe it's like 14 wires. They go to different places on the machine. So eight of them are kind of pre-assembled for you. There's just like a simple like plate that you're installing, uh, onto the bottom of the play field. And it's reading the four city lights and the four monster monitor lights. And we're lighting those up. Uh, in the topper when those are activated. So the buildings catch on fire whenever you're in each city. And then the monster monitors, uh, the tank and the, the Tesla power and whatnot light up to imitate, you know, that progress. Um, we're also, uh, illuminating the topper in blue when you hit the center spinner. So we're going to the spinner. Uh, we're raising a mechanical a mech UFO, uh, whenever the UFO saucer is lit. And then uh, when you have uh, Rodan, the 2X active, the copper does this like strobing purple effect. And then finally, during the destruction jackpot, the entire copper basically like looks like it's catching on fire. So all that's kind of like interpreted 
by the central processing unit, the CPU, um, and lighting up the topper kind of based on what's going on. Okay, yeah. I, I saw the uh, the video trailer for the, the Twilight Zone topper. Do you have a trailer for the Godzilla one yet that shows off the, the functionality and everything? Yeah, so if you hit our YouTube channel, uh, you can search the Electric Playground or tap pinball, you pinball or just tap pinball.com. There's a, there's a video we just put out on Godzilla. Where I mentioned going to Ohio, we actually set three locations and we did it. We had, uh, three toppers at one location and one topper at two other locations. And there's a bunch of video on there of people playing the game and are interacting with it. And you can see everything that I just described, at least from a light show perspective on that, on that video. All right, then uh, we were talking earlier um, about the Godzilla toppers. There's actually two different versions that you can order. Uh, is it is it the uh, motorized UFO that rises, and that's the difference between yeah, the two? Yeah. So the so the without the UFO, the topper is nine and a half inches tall, which is the same height as most stern toppers. Um, that one does not have the mechanical UFO that raises up and down. Um, so you're going to want that one. Uh, if, if you know you only want to spend nine hundred dollars, um, but you can add you can add the UFO at any point, and there's other mods that are coming out for this topper, uh, which I can talk about. But that UFO, we call it the UFO mothership, um, can be added. That takes it up to twelve inches, and that one is nine seventy nine. So our what we call a player edition, the base model is eight seventy nine, and then the challenger edition is nine seventy nine. Okay, so for you, for you low ceiling yeah. folks, that that would be the option. You know, measure it or play your game without legs. That's also an option. Then you can have a four foot topper if you want. That is, <laughs> that sounds yeah, kind of fun actually. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just get up the carpet pillows. We'll sit down and we'll play pinball on the ground. Yeah, yeah. So okay, yeah. so so I, mean, I, I got have young kids. So, yeah. yeah. So that I order one of these things, right? How long is it going to take average person to install this and get it hooked up and running? Yeah, so um, this one's probably going to be, so the Twilight Zone we claim is 30 to 45 minutes. There's just been a few people that have taken longer, but we've had some people that say like the 30 minutes, no problem. Um, this one's probably going to be more in the 45-minute range just because it doesn't have like 14 hookups, but it's got like four or five because one of them's like bundled in the eight. Um, so it's, it's going to take, it's going to take a, a little bit. Now, I know there's a ton of mods out there for Godzilla, and there's some concerns about, like, this, like, competing with power constraints on your mod. Uh, this thing doesn't, like, source any of its core power from the machine. So, like, if you've got, like, Diddy's Tesla towers or you've got a bunch of stuff from Stumbler, you're not – there's any wires running, don't get me wrong, so it's going to get a little bit messier. Uh, but you're not going to be like competing uh, too much for that. So yeah, we're you're looking at probably like 45 minutes to an hour. Okay. Um, worst case. And then your topper has an external power source, like a plug to plug it in yeah, separate. It's, okay. It's got a, it's got an external power source. Um, it's gonna the, the topper is gonna light up. So some of the guys all toppers out there don't necessarily like turn on and off of your machine. This one will. So basically, there's gonna be uh, like a relay in there that's like just sensing the light. Oh, on okay. the backlash, so if the backlash is on, the top is turned on. Nice, nice. Well, that's exciting. Um, so uh, when you, uh, I guess uh, for the people that order these, um, do you have uh, the Twilight Zone toppers, I guess, which are the ones that go on sale tomorrow, do you have some ready to ship? Are they already put together, or are you going to take orders first and then then build? No, so we don't, we're, we're not fortunate enough to have our, you know, manufacturing process worked out where everything's ready to ship. There's typically 
a 90 day, up to a 90 day wait period. So we take a hundred dollar deposit on our product just to create that commitment. Uh, and, uh, that's non-refundable, but it's transferable. Okay. And then we, we have a very firm ship by date. So you will receive your tracking codes by the date that's, um, given. And the majority of them come out much earlier, right? So we don't, like wait to ship them off the end. So like our first customers that order on this batch, which I think is committed to by like December, you know, you're going to start seeing those shipping out in October and then, and then it's all based on like when the order was placed. So same thing for Godzilla. Uh, we are going to be uh, getting five or six in people's hands like before the show, just so that we have, you know, some of that feedback, but we'll start shipping them in that same manner over a 90 day period starting on October 21st. Okay, perfect. So you've you've got a hundred Twilight Zones to make, half and half for the wait list, and half for the other uh, the yep. creatures out there yep. that want to buy one. And then, uh, w- what's your initial run for the Godzilla topper? Uh, we're gonna do thirty, um, and the reason it's small is, you know, partly because we're you know still working on commitments for Twilight Zones. Uh, we also like to just like get that feedback from the first customers in terms of like the installation process and any issues they run into. There's so many. I mean, with with the Twilight Zone topper, there's like I think there's like 2,500 parts. Like it's insane, and Godzilla is going to be at least half that. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of tweaks that can be made to both like improve the experience of the customer and also just improve like our manufacturing process. So it's this first batch is you know an opportunity for us to kind of figure out how to how to make it better. It doesn't change the visual qualities of the product or the quality of the product in general. It's just like Perfect. Yeah. And then the 30 editions for Godzilla, is that uh, inclusive of both versions? So altogether total, they'll be. Yeah. So people are basically just going to kind of pick which one they want. And again, you can always add the UFO later if you want. Yeah. So that's exciting. So now we're getting mods for, for pinball mods. I love it. (laughs) It's like robots birthing robots, right? First habit trail on topper, maybe first moddable topper. I mean, that's, that comes from a couple of places. Like one, it's like, you know, you've got Godzilla, you know, arguably the number one machine on whatever concept you want to evaluate that on. But there's so many different variations of it that people own and they've gone different directions with things. So part of it was like, we wanted you to be able to kind of make it your own. Um, and the way we want to do that is like really be inclusive of other mod makers to make stuff for this. So like, we're not, we're going to not do any kind of revenue share on this. It's just like, build what you want. We'll promote it. You sell it. And one of the things that's being developed is uh, a replacement for the four acrylic uh, monument. So you've got uh, the the Big Ben, you've got the Eiffel Tower, you've got the Tokyo Tower, and you've got Statue of Liberty. Um, there's photos on our Instagram, or maybe it's on our Inside channel. I think it's, I should get it out on Instagram. Uh, these amazing resin cast models that uh, he did. He didn't want me to reveal his name yet. He doesn't want to get fucked sure. quite yet. But um, it's a, it's somebody that many of you know, especially if you own Godzilla. And uh, super excited about that. And then we've got some people doing some stuff with acrylics. They're going to like you know do a couple of new things, like throw a mother up there. And we've actually got extra ports on the back of the top with the light. So like if you want to make a mod or you want to buy a mod with the light. Like you're going to be able to do that. You're even going to be able to place a sensor underneath the play field. So if you want to like put a sensor on the Mothra in lane or out lane and light up the Mothra 
acrylic or a moth or statue that you buy off of Amazon, you know, that's, that's totally within your power. That's awesome. So I, I see this as a, a net gain for the community as a whole, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, we've seen, you know, Stern now just kind of be unfettered, you know, raising prices to one and $2,000 for toppers that seem to be just, you know, in some cases, fairly simple acrylics. And so by you offering some competition, that will put pressure on them to step up their game as well. And so we can see, you know, hopefully, you know, less of just the, the, the plain flat printed acrylics and something with more integration. I mean, that habit trail with the ball I mean, I'm blue skying right here, but can you imagine like an Indiana Jones topper with like that Raiders of the Lost Ark stone ball rolling across the top of your machine? I mean, that'd be fantastic. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that 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 idea has actually come up a few times. We're we're doing a panel at Expo called like Topper Talk. Alec and I are actually going to take a vote on a topper to brainstorm with the community. Um, so yeah, I mean, like we're all about making pinball better, and I love that that's thing because like i have the bond topper and i have a, a bond i love that machine and i have an amazing idea for a topper for bond uh but i love the topper in it and it's like it, it seems like with toppers you know until you see it you don't really know what you got and that's an example of one where it's like everybody was pursuing that topper until you see it and it just fits the scene so well right um so yeah um I, I agree though. I'd love to see more stuff going on with it. Um, there was a there was a machine release yesterday that the the display is on the topper, so I guess we're not gonna be building that. Pinball Adventures. You know? Elements taking deposits <laughs> right now for that night edition. Five hundred dollars man, yeah. Um <laughs> so yeah. Uh, let's I, talk about that for about twenty minutes. I'm ex- I'm excited to to experience that. Did you see the shooter rod on that? Oh my god. <laughs> no, I got to dig into it more. Oh, I was that... I was doing my best to stay off of Facebook yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> my Alec Alec was dealing with the with the masses, um, but uh, we're we're past that now, so I have to dig into my element. All right, man. All right. So, yeah. So, this is going live starting tomorrow with Twilight Zone. And then the Saturday of Expo, the Godzilla topper, the first run, if you want to get in on it. Can people get in on the waiting list now for Godzilla, or is that closed? Yeah. There's a waiting list on our website. It's setpinball.com slash CZ, or click on our store and you'll get there. Just drop your email in there. Um, we're doing them in order, but like, you know, people, not everybody, not everyone follows through. So, like, you know, we might get to you sooner than you think. Um, and then there is one other mod that we're, we're building for the Godzilla Topper that I should probably address because I know a lot of people are like excited about it. All right, let's go. Um, do we have do we have the time? We have time, sir. We have time. We can go. We can go all day, baby. <laughs> um, so, so uh, the Conqueror upgrade. Um, our original stream. So we did a. We did a stream, Alec and I, like a, a recorded stream, and then we did a live stream with Terry Hardy. And I think we talked about this in both of the, both of those streams. So if you like want to dig into our, like Terry's video with us or whatever, you can probably find the original conversation around that. Um, but basically, the plan and the way that this topper is being built is that the entire front of the console of the topper will be removable and replaced by a 3D 3D console that has four two-inch, maybe one-and-a-half-inch digital displays in it, okay? Right. And basically, the board is being built so that 
we can kind of play different things on those. So like they'll actually like kind of like turn on whatever certain thing has happened in the game. Um, and maybe whenever you actually reach Planet X, maybe like it has X on all four screens in red or something like that. So that's a, that's a pretty major undertaking for us. We don't have any kind of timeline around that. Um, obviously, you know, we've made a commitment to build that. Um, we're building our coppers and platforms for the coppers. So like a lot of the tech that we're building in the Godzilla will apply to other coppers and this tech that we're talking about here could apply, you know, to other coppers as well. Um, don't have a price point on it. You know, obviously it's going to be not, not exactly cheap, but like, you know, all in. And I said this on the inside. I'd love to see like the, the ultimate version of copper be like around 1500 bucks. So that's kind of what we're trying to do is like give people kind of like a 900,000, you know, whatever price point to get into this copper based on what they want. Yeah, I like how you mentioned that this is really a platform. And so even if you don't have an idea that's ready for right now, you can still like support it aftermarket, you know, later after the launch. Yeah, totally. So um, this this is a platform for the guys to copper and just from a, on a business level, I guess, it's a platform for other coppers for us. And it's all based on sensing light. Uh, so it's not something to where like you're going to get it and then like deal with the situation where like a code update, you know, disabled it. So we've got that high level of interactivity without, you know, the risk of like you, you, you know, this thing not working anymore. All right. Well, perfect. Well, I'm up here at teppinball.com and you have your your order banks are up here. You can email to get on the wait list. Uh, Twilight Zone's going up tomorrow and then uh, Expo Saturday will be Godzilla. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to hit? Uh, well, we hope to see a few of you in Expo. Um, we'll have both coppers uh, on display. Um, we've got one other new product that we've got coming out at Expo that we're going to be debuting. It's, it's pinball machine agnostic, so it's going to be something that, you know, potentially all pinball owners uh, could use, and it's going to be very much focused on utility uh, in your pinball uh, space, but also, like, carry that high-quality of material and build and, and maybe some electric in there somewhere. Um, so uh, can't wait for people to see that. You know, I'm really excited to see, you know, I think you guys are off to a great start here. And um, are you willing to come back on when you're ready to announce the next topper? Yeah, we've got, you know, just like all the pinball companies uh, say, they've got a bunch of stuff in the, in the works we do too, of course. And um, I'd love to, Love to share more with that with everybody, but I don't want to, you know, get the ball rolling on anything we're not ready to too soon. But we're definitely going to have a new copper next year. Uh, we'll probably be talking more about that as the months come along, and I'd love to share that with you. Heck yes. Well, see, now I get to speculate until then, and that's one of my my, my favorite hobbies. So, <laughs> so Rob, thanks so much for joining us here. Uh, yeah, thank you. I uh, hope you have a great weekend, and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks. Oh, man, I want to thank Rob for joining us for a fire interview, man. Toppers are blowing up. You don't like that JJP one? We'll just wait a little bit and see what uh, the the pinball electric pinball company's coming out with. Um, everybody else, thank you again for joining me. Be sure to email me at Don's Pinball Podcast and give me your feedback. That's how I grow. That's how we bond as a community. That's how you get cool stuff sent to your house from me. <laughs> Also, like and follow, please, on the Facebook page. We are building. We're, we're sur- surging past. 
past 500 people that are following. Once I get to 1,000, it unlocks a whole bunch of other new benefits and, and algorithms and, and, and things for me. So would love to do that. Also follow on YouTube, putting content up there, live streaming like crazy. And at some point, I got to do another Friday night live stream, right? Or am I doing Saturday? Who knows, man? Take care. Keep flipping.